My name is Joe Bell, and I'm the program assistant at the Hackley and Hume Historic Site. Our podcast today will be focusing on one of Charles Hackley's former business partners, James McGordon. When it comes to the history of Muskegon, it is clear that the lumber industry played a major role in the development of Muskegon. Lumber barons were famous throughout the city, but no baron was more beloved or respected than Charles Hackley. Charles Hackley is forever linked to Thomas Hume and the famed Hackley and Hume Lumber Company. Charles, however, had other partners before Thomas. One of these previous business partners has a very interesting past and some fascinating stories. This partner was Mr. James McGordon. James McGordon was born January 20th, 1836 in Aurora, New York. He was born to his mother, Anne Macquin McGordon, and his father, Andrew. Andrew and Anne had seven kids, and they were all boys. James was the second oldest of the seven. His older brother was John, and his five younger brothers were Turns, Charles, Daniel, Andrew, and Giles. Now, unfortunately, not much is known about James's early life, but he did move to Muskegon in 1852 when he was about 16. Sometime after moving to Muskegon, McGordon married Honora Collins. Honora Collins McGordon was born in Limerick, Ireland in 1838. James and Honora, as was typical at the time, had several children. The couple had eight kids in total. Hannah, Nellie, Anastasia, Cora, James, Charles Hackley, Abby, and Stella. Yes, in fact, McGordon did name his youngest son for his business partner, Charles Hackley. Now, James McGordon did not waste much time before becoming involved in the lumbering scene in Muskegon. Charles Hackley already owned a lumber mill with his father Joseph, his younger brother Edwin, and Gideon Truesdale. McGordon gained employment in this firm, the J.H. Hackley & Company Lumber Company, beginning on September 1, 1859. By all accounts, McGordon was a dedicated and loyal employee and soon began to actually loan the company money. Now, it appears as though McGordon had a close enough relationship with the firm's partners, so he had no real problem with loaning the company money. In fact, this practice actually allowed McGordon to become a partner. When Gideon Truesdale was unable to repay a loan owed to McGordon, Truesdale actually transferred a quarter share in the wing mill to McGordon to cover the debt. This transfer of quarter share in 1862 created a second firm named Hackley, McGordon & Company. The same quartet, Joseph and Charles Hackley, Gideon Truesdale, and James McGordon, ran this firm along with the J.H. Hackley & Company Lumber Company. The four were able to effectively run two firms at the same time due to their ability to designate responsibilities. Joseph Hackley and James McGordon were responsible for overseeing the day-to-day -day operations of each mill. Charles took care of the books for both firms, and Truesdale was in charge of selling the lumber. McGordon's share in Hackley and McGordon & Company grew in 1865, when on December 30th, Truesdale sold his quarter share to McGordon and Charles Hackley, with each man getting half. Less than two years later, Joseph Hackley also sold his share to his son and McGordon, which then created the firm of Hackley and McGordon. Thomas Hume entered the Hackley and McGordon Company as the bookkeeper for the business in about 1872. In 1873, the Hackley and Sons Mill was sold and a new mill was built for $85,000. The success of the Hackley and Sons Lumber Company was very fortunate for James McGordon, because in 1874, the Hackley and McGordon Mill burned down. That same year, Charles's father, Joseph, passed away. This allowed McGordon to purchase Joseph Hackley's interest in the company, 
This transaction created the C.H. Hackley & Company Lumber Company. Now, while all these business moves were taking place, James McGordon was making the papers, the Muskegon Chronicle specifically for other reasons. McGordon was referred to as a kind and well-respected man, but this all changed as soon as he began to drink, which he typically did to excess. One drunken story about McGordon says he got into a fight with Charles Hackley's youngest brother, Porter. During the fight, McGordon apparently cut Porter's face quite badly. On another drunken occasion, McGordon found himself in another altercation that ended with him throwing a Levi Beardsley into a hearse. Beardsley then sued McGordon and received $10,000 in damages. These drunken misadventures seem to have been minor. However, McGordon soon found more trouble. In a news article found in the Muskegon Chronicle dated Thursday, November 18, 1875, James McGordon and Charles Sackley were involved in a very serious incident. Quote, serious stabbing affair. On Tuesday, quite an excitement was created by one Alfred McComer of Howard City. It seems that the firm of Hackley and McGordon have been owing him for some time on a logging contract, but have been precluded from paying him by a writ of garnishment. Now, according to the U.S. Marshals Service, a writ of garnishment is a process by which the court orders the seizure or attachment of the property of a defendant or judgment debtor in the possession or control of a third party. The garnishee is the person or corporation in possession of the property of the defendant or judgment debtor. The Muskegon Chronicle article continues, quote, McComer went to their office on Tuesday to effect a settlement, but, failing to do so for the above reason, repaired subsequently to the house of Mr. Hackley, where soon after Mr. James McGordon appeared in response to a note from his partner. In the course of conversation, high words were passed between McComer and McGordon and a clinch followed in which both parties were badly punished. McComer used a knife and cut McGordon seriously, inflicting four wounds in his leg, several on his arm, one in his breast, and two long ones on his face. McComer then jumped through the parlor window and ran, pursued by McGordon, who from loss of blood, however, was compelled to return to the house. McComer was terribly bruised, also partly by McGordon and partly by jumping through the window. He was afterwards arrested. This incident obviously caused quite the buzz around town. This ordeal did not take place in the current Hackley house, but in Charles Hackley's former home that was on the corner of 8th Street and Webster Avenue. It is unbelievable to imagine a cut and bloody James McGordon chasing after a beat up and bruised man who had just attacked him before having to stop the pursuit because of blood loss. We can only imagine what Charles Hackley was thinking as he was watching this entire thing unfold. This would not be the only time James McGordon had a Muskegon Chronicle article written about him. In an article titled Some Excitement, dated Friday, September 3rd, 1880, McGordon was part of another incident where the police were involved. The article reads, One day last week, considerable excitement prevailed in the city over the report that James McGordon had shot a man named Pinkles Krauss in the 4th Ward. Upon investigation, it was found that there was considerable mixture about the affair, and still is. Some claiming that he shot at the man, while others saying he did not. McGordon was arrested and gave bail in the sum of $10,000 with C.H. Hackley and Porter Hackley as sureties. His examination takes place today, end quote. It is still unknown if McGordon did actually shoot at Pinkles Krauss, 
but even the choice to fire a gun near people while being a high-profile individual is mind-boggling. For some context, the $10,000 bail would be the equivalent to a bail of about $254,020.59 today. That is an expensive bail to be paid and shows why McGordon needed sureties like the Hackley brothers. A few months after this, the Muskegon Chronicle published an update to this saga on Monday, November 22, 1880, under the heading Circuit Court. The following was written, quote, The following cases have been looked into since our last mention of the proceedings. People vs. James McGordon, assault with intent to murder, continued till next term, end quote. Now, this case does not seem to have reached a final resolution because James McGordon had one more article written about him. In an article in the Muskegon Chronicle titled Sudden Death, dated Friday, December 17, 1880, James McGordon's death is noted. The article reads, Mr. James McGordon of the city of Hackley and McGordon died suddenly at Sweets Hotel, Grand Rapids, Tuesday last. Doctors Morrison and Best of that city attended him. He died at 8 o'clock in the evening, the doctor stating that he died of heart disease. He was about 45 years old and leaves a wife and seven children in good circumstances. James McGordon's death was sudden and unexpected. Due to his death, Charles Hackley had to find a new partner. This is when Charles approached Thomas Hume about becoming partners. Charles offered to give Thomas McGordon's quarter share in the business. Thomas accepted, and the famed Hackley Hume Lumber Company began. Now, it is clear to see that James McGordon was quite the character. He did seem to have great business sense, as he was partners with Charles Hackley, and helped to bring in the trustworthy Thomas Hume. To his credit, McGordon went from being a basic laborer to leaving an estate valued at $275,000 at the time of his death. James McGordon was not the only business partner that Charles Hackley had before teaming up with Thomas Hume, but he very well may have been one of the most interesting people Charles had as a partner. From stabbings and shootings to being a lumber baron, James McGordon is quite the story. To hear more about James McGordon, be sure to visit the Hackley and Hume Historic Site for a tour of the Hackley and Hume houses. Thank you for listening. 